TJ coming to you from inside of our sanctuary this morning as we're getting ready to do our uh, Pastor CJ Sunday School class this morning. Amen. It's good to be here with you today. Looking forward to spending this day with you. Amen. And we're going to get right on into God's Word this morning. This is a day that the Lord has made, so let's get ready to go to church. Amen. Today is Sunday. It's 9 a.m. Most churches start at, at 11, so you need to get ready and go to church this morning and serve the Lord, worship the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, your mind, and your soul, and just love on the Lord. Worship Him today in spirit and in truth. Amen? So let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's get ready to dive right on into God's Word this morning. Father, we thank You, Lord, for allowing us to be here one more Sunday, God. We thank you, Lord, that this is a day that you have made, and Lord, we choose to rejoice and to be glad in it. And Father, we pray right now, Lord, for your divine touch, God. Lord, that you would be with us. Lord, that you would lead us, that you would guide us, that you would speak to us this morning on what saith the Lord this morning. And Father, we pray for those that are getting ready to come to church this morning. They made a decision that they're going to get up, and come to church. Some of them may not be feeling well today. Some of them may be hurting their bodies, but God, they've got the mind of Christ and, and they're seeking the Lord. So I thank you, Lord, for those that are seeking you today. And Lord, we dispatch the angels of heaven to go forth out and compel your people to come to the house of worship this morning and to worship you in spirit and in truth. And we just give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory for all those, my listening audience this morning. Lord, that you would just bless us and encourage us and lift us up today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. So we're going to get right on into God's Word this morning. Get your Bibles out. And you want to turn with me to the book of Luke. We are looking at the 43rd verse. Luke chapter 40. No, Luke chapter 8 and verse 43. Luke chapter 8 and verse 43 this morning. And the woman having an issue of blood, twelve years, which had spent all of her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her issue of blood stanched. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied, Peter said, that they were with him, said, Master, the multitude throng thee, impress thee, and, and sayest thou, who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody has touched me, for I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him and declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately and he said unto her daughter be of good comfort thy faith has made thee whole go in peace amen so we're talking about the woman with the issue of blood this morning and you know this is this is a sermon that many many people have preached on uh there's been a lot of discussion about this woman's situation, what she went through. Um, so we want to you know, just dive on into this a little bit deeper. There's some things I see in here that I don't hear other people talking about. 
for one thing, you have to realize that faith believes, and then faith speaks, and then faith acts. Okay, so if you're going to be in faith, you're going to have to believe the Word of God. You're going to have to believe that God is able, that God is willing. Amen. And then you're going to have to speak that. Speak that you know that God is willing. Speak that you know that God is able. And then you and then you take action. And you go back over this story in the other Gospels, and it says that she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. So here this, this woman has heard of Jesus, the Messiah. She knew that Jesus was the healer, okay? And not only did she know that Jesus was the healer, but she desired healing. It's amazing to me in today's time that people do not desire to be healed. It's, it's shocking to me, and I just cannot wrap my mind around it, that there are people that do not want to be healed. This woman wanted desperately to be healed. She had spent all of her living. She was destitute. All her money was gone. She had spent everything on doctors trying to get better. She had been bleeding for 12 years, 12 years, suffering with this. And she heard about Jesus. She heard that he was a miracle worker. She heard that he was the Messiah. Rumors were already going about him all over Israel about the great things that Jesus was doing. The deaf are hearing again. The blind are seeing again. The dead are being raised again. Amen. You couldn't take Jesus to a funeral. He just raised the dead. So everywhere Jesus went, multitudes of people were being healed. And this began to spread. The, the, the fame of Jesus was spreading throughout the land. And it came to her ears. And she heard that there was, a, there was a prophet, there was a man of God, there was somebody that could heal her. And here's the, here's the thing about it that we don't understand in our culture today, is it was actually against the law for her and her condition to actually be in a crowd of people. She was supposed to, you know, when a crowd of people were around her, she was supposed to cry out unclean, and they would leave away from her. They were not allowed to touch her in any way. Um, and so she was shunned by the community. She was shunned by the people of Israel, and it would be very difficult for her to be in any kind of marketplace or downtown area or whatever. But she pressed through the crowd. She pressed through the crowd Knowing that she was going against tradition, knowing that she was going against the, the laws of the land and all that stuff, she pressed through the crowd that day to get to Jesus. And this is where we are today right now. You know, there are so many people that do not want to press through the crowd to get to Jesus. They are, uh, you know, here in America, we are just, just to tell the truth, we are <laughs> fair weather Christians, the weather has got to be right before we leave the house and go to church. If it's raining too hard, we're just going to stay home. If it's too cold outside, we're just going to stay home. If the heater in the church isn't working just right, we're going to stay home. If the air conditioning isn't just right, we're going to stay home. If the seat is not comfortable enough in the church, we're just going to stay home. We do not press through. We do not press through. 
American church is lazy. We are lazy. We are spoilt. You know, you hear you, you hear about missionaries going to other countries, and these people are walking in the rain, some for days, miles and miles, to get to a camp meeting, to get to a preaching service, to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. These people are hungry for a move of God. This is what we're lacking in America today. The American church is not hungry for a move of God anymore. And it's in shame on us for not being hungry. This woman pressed through the crowd to get to Jesus. And I want to tell you, if you want anything from the Lord, then you're going to have to press through. You're going to have to press through your feelings. You're going to have to press through the weather. You're going to have to press through your life situations and circumstances. You're going to have to learn to press through this morning in order to receive. Pressing in to receive what we need from Jesus. You've got to press in. You've got to press through your sicknesses, your whatever's going through, whatever your depressions, whatever's happening to you. You've got to press in, press through, and get to Jesus. And this is what she did. But here's what I want you to notice, is not only did she have faith, faith that if she could just touch him, she would be made whole. I mean, she did, She didn't went to all these doctors for 12 years, spent all her money trying to get healed. There's no doubt she wanted healing. And she believed that if she could just get to Jesus, she would be made whole. So here we are looking at this. Now, she says something. She says, she doesn't just keep this to herself. She doesn't just keep this in her thought patterns. But she says, I believe she spoke it out loud. She says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. And so she says it. So faith believes, and then faith speaks, okay? Now here's the problem is that also speaks. Jesus said, out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak. So if you have doubt and unbelief in your heart, which is your soul, it will eventually come out of your mouth. So will faith. If you have faith in your soul, faith will come out of your mouth. She had faith. She says, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be made whole. So she believed, she spoke it, and then she took action. And here where we are, church, we got to take action. Not only do we believe, but we got to take action. We got to believe, and we got to speak, and then we got to take action. Take action. You know, I, I, I used to know a man, he's going on, uh, my prayers, he's going on to heaven now, but I used to know a man that, you know, he was praying about his finances. And he just wanted God to send him some money to help him pay his bills and uh, and get him, you know, a little advance down the road. So he prayed and he asked the Lord to send, tell somebody to mail him a check. He went to the mailbox looking for a check. Now, this man was capable of working. He there was uh, plenty of jobs in the land. He was capable of working. But instead of working, he just wanted to go to the mailbox every day. So every day he go to the mailbox, and then he'd go back to his, his chair, and he'd watch TV the rest of the day. And guess what? The check never came. Then this man gets upset with God because God didn't come through for him. You see, you can't just 
sit on in your chair, sit on your couch, and just expect God to do everything for you. God is not a genie in a bottle. God is not a genie in a bottle. Listen, there is there's there's the laws that God has ordained. There is the word of God that has been spoken. You go back to Genesis and God spoke to Adam and said, you will earn your bread by the sweat of your brow. In other words, you're going to earn your living by the sweat of your brow. And that no more would the ground just produce fruit for you, but you had to work for it. So he had to till the ground. He had to become a farmer and he had to work to eat. He had to work to, uh, to provide for his family because of sin. So a, a spiritual law had been set in motion by God in the book of Genesis talking to Adam. And that spiritual law is still applying to us today. This man's error was that he was not obeying the word of God. This man's error was that his, his faith, he might have had faith, but it was directed in the wrong direction. And he was not putting his faith in the word of God and obeying the word of God. You see, you've got to have action. What he should have done is he should have prayed and said, Lord, uh, um, send the finances to me. Show me what to do to get the finances and then take action and go get a job. And that's what he failed to do. So like I said, we're talking about the woman with the issue of blood. For those who are just coming on, it's good to see you, Sister, Sister Penny. Love you. God bless you. Brother Al and uh, Sister April, it's good to see you this morning coming on here. We are in Luke chapter 8, looking at verse 43. And welcome to Pastor CJ's Sunday School class this morning. Um, so we've got about 15 more minutes left. Praise God, Brother Thomas. It's good to see you on here this morning. So this woman with the issue of blood, she had faith. She believed that Jesus could heal her. And then she speaks it. She says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. And then she takes action. So faith believes, faith speaks, and then faith acts. And she took action, and she went to town. She found the Messiah. She found where Jesus was at. She presses through the crowd, which for her was against the law of the land because she was supposed to cry out unclean, and people were supposed to separate away from her and not touch her. But she's touching them. She's going through the crowd. She says, I don't care about your stupid laws. I don't care about your stupid traditions. I'm getting to the Messiah because I'm going to get healed. So this is what the woman, the woman with the issue of blood is teaching us. Is that first you've got to believe. First, you, then you've got to speak. And then you've got to take action. Okay? You've got to press through. So you've got to press in and press through to receive what we need from Jesus. Amen. You got to press in and press through. Don't let people keep you from the Messiah. Don't let your situations in your life. This woman's situation was a, a terrible sickness that she had suffered for 12 years. She did not let her sickness keep her from going to the Messiah. Now, going back to what I said earlier, this, America, we are a lazy church. We are a fair-weather Christian people. If things are just not right in our life, we say at home. Listen, if you're sick in your body, the Bible tells us to call for the elders of the church, let them anoint you with oil, James chapter 5, and that the prayer of the saints will save the sick. In other words, the healing of the Lord will come through the elders and the anointing of the oil to heal you. But if you just stay home, 
or you don't go to a church that practices this, then guess what? You're going to continue to stay sick. So, Bowden Church of God, we practice this every Sunday. I pray for the sick every Sunday. So, if you're sick, that is not an excuse to stay home. You need to come to the house of God and allow the elders to gather around you and anoint you with oil and pray for your physical healing. This is what the Bible teaches us. This is what James chapter 5 is teaching us. So, you're going to have to believe. And this is what you do this morning. You, you know, you're believing, okay? I know Jesus can heal me. I know Jesus is willing to heal me. So, and you speak that. You say, I know, I believe it. Jesus is the healer. Jesus is the Messiah. And Jesus is going to heal me. And you say, I'm going to go to church this morning. And I'm going to get in that prayer line. And I'm going to let that preacher anoint me with that oil. And when he touches me with that oil, I'm going to receive my healing. I'm going to get healed today. I'm going to receive my healing. You need to let that be the words that come out of your mouth instead of saying, oh, my back is about to kill me. Oh, my head is about to kill me. Y'all pray for me. Y'all know I get pneumonia every year at this time. I mean, doubt and unbelief just pouring out of people. We got to stop all that doubt and unbelief and agreeing with the devil on how sick you are and agreeing with your body on how sick you are and start agreeing with what the Word of God says about our healing and our miracles that we need today. So going back to the woman with the issue of blood, she teaches us that first of all, you have to believe that God is able and that God is willing. And then you have to speak it. She says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment... She spoke that before she ever saw Jesus. She spoke that before she got to the town. She spoke that before she saw the crowd. She spoke that as she's getting ready to go. And she gets there. And then she sees the crowd. And she could have made a decision right then. She could have just said, I, I, I know he can touch me. If I could just touch him, I know I could be healed. But uh, it's, it's just too many people. I just can't, I can't get to him. There's just too many people. I'm just going to go home. And so many people would do that. They just give up. They just give up. Listen, we're, we're living in an age of what I call no-fault religion, which means whatever's going on in our life is not our fault. It's all God's fault. You know, God's in control of everything, so everything that's happening to me, it must be God's plan for me, and it's God's fault that I'm in the condition that I'm in. And that's not true. That is absolutely not true at all. God does not put sicknesses and diseases on people to teach them lessons. God is a healing God. He is a good God. He's a loving God, okay? And the problem is, is God is not in control of everything. He's not in control of your free will. You have a free will. You choose every day. What you're going to do in life, you choose every day how you're going to live, amen. And so he's not in control of your free will. And you have to remember, go back to the Garden of Eden. God gave Adam control of everything on the earth. And then Adam turns around and gives it to the devil. And Paul, the Apostle Paul, said that, that Satan is the god of this world. So we are living in a satanic world. We're living in a satanic government world where satan is in charge of the world governments he's in charge of so many things that are happening uh, to us and on this planet 
So you got to get away from his thinking of, well, God's in control of everything, and everything that happens to me is God's fault. No, it's not God's fault, okay? God loves you, and God cares for you, and he wants to bless you today. Amen. Amen. So here we are again talking about God is for you. God wants to heal you, but you've got to line your belief up with God's word, then you've got to line your action up with God's word, which means you got to be obedient. Just like I was telling you about this man who literally refused to get a job. He was able to work. It wasn't that he was disabled. He was able to work. He was young enough to work. He was just too lazy to work. That's what it was. And to tell you the truth, he wanted his wife to work for him and support him and provide for him while he stayed at home and watched television. You're talking about a backwards thinking and a backwards world. That is totally against God's word. And that's where he was. And then he gets mad at God because God didn't come through for him the way he wanted God to come through for him. God's only going to come through his word. He's only going to bless you through his word, through the laws, the spiritual laws that are in his word. So you and I have to line our life up with um, the spiritual life that we have. Amen. I've got a message here from Sister April. You told me this over five years ago when I was fighting for my son's life. That's right. I remember that. I've stood on it ever since. Amen. Thank you, Sister April. I remember that. Amen. I, um, I remember Sister April's going through. Man, uh, what a powerful battle that was. And I mean, her life's, her son's life was in jeopardy. And, um, you know, and I, and I went to the hospital and I just I told April, I said, you've got to fight. You can't give up. You've got to fight this out. And, we, and I began to teach her how to fight uh, over that situation as a spiritual battle. It was a spiritual battle, not just a physical battle. And praise God, she, she fought for her son. She refused to listen to all the doubt and unbelief that was being piled upon her from her family, her friends, the doctors, everybody was being negative. But uh, praise God, April, you came through, and I'm proud of you for that. And and you have a beautiful little boy, uh, and because of that, Amen. It's good to see you on here, Sister Linda, this morning, Amen. Looking forward to seeing all you guys in church this morning. Uh, welcome to Pastor CJ Sunday School class this morning. So we've got to we got to know what the Word of God says. And we've got to believe, and we've got to act on our belief. You cannot just sit at home. And, you know, going back to what I was saying about this man sitting at home on his couch and getting mad at God because the check didn't come in the mail, you see, you've got to get the, you got to, you got to do your part. If you want the check to come in the mail, then you got to go get a job, and you've got to obey the Word of God and provide for your family, okay? And when you do that, you're lining yourself up with the Word of God, and then the blessings of God will flow. Blessings of God cannot flow if we're if we're walking in disobedience. It's and here's the thing: there's just so many people that are walking in disobedience. There's so many families that are walking in disobedience. Like I said, this man wanted his wife to provide a living for him instead of him providing a living for his wife. But that is totally against God's word, and that's just not the order of, of the blessings of God in Genesis. In the book of Genesis. So uh, we know it's totally against God's word. So you've got to focus in on what did God tell me to do and then do it. I want to tell you the 
I go back to the doctrine of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And Jesus is at the wedding. And they run out of wine. And it was going to be a huge embarrassment for the bridegroom. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, goes to him and tells him the situation. And he says, it's not my time. He does, she doesn't hear that. <laughs> she says, she, she begins to explain the situation to Jesus. And then she looks at the servants that are standing around, those that are in charge of the wedding. They're serving the wedding. They're waitresses and, and uh, everybody who is serving the people at the wedding. And Mary says, this is the doctrine of Mary that we need to learn. She looks at them and she says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Oh, that's powerful. That is so powerful. Whatever Jesus tells us to do, just do it. Don't think about it. Don't pray about it. Don't meditate. Just do it. Whatever the Lord tells us to do, just do it. Well, what is the Lord telling me to do? Honey, you've got a Bible right here. You've got a Bible, oh, my goodness, full of the Word of God, full of the words of Jesus telling us what to do. We just have to obey it. Yeah, obey. I want to tell you, that's the word right there. We've got to learn to obey the Word of God and obey your faith. Amen? So let's be like the woman this morning with the issue of blood. Let's learn to have faith in God, knowing that He's able, knowing that He's willing. And then let's speak this out loud. Let's speak our faith out loud. She says, if I can just touch the hem of His garment. She spoke it before she saw Him. She spoke it before she heard Him. She spoke it before she saw the crowd. She spoke it before she got off the couch, amen, of wherever she was at, and went to him. Honey, get off the couch and go to church this morning and ask the preacher to anoint you with oil, according to James chapter 5, call for the elders, elders of the church, anoint with oil, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. The prayer of the elders through faith will save the sick. This is the teachings of, of Christ. So we've got to act on the Word of God. I don't care how sick you are. I don't care what the doctor has reported. My God is able. He is able to provide. He is able to heal today. And I'll tell you something. We're living in a time. Uh, I see you on here, Brother Terry. God bless you this morning. Love you, my friend. Um, I don't know if you're experiencing this up in Tennessee, but I'm experiencing this right here in Georgia. People are offended at me. Because I'm telling them that God heals today. Can you believe that? I, it's, I, I don't understand it. I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. That people are rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ. When you tell them that Jesus is still the healer today. And that Jesus still heals today. He still heals today. People are offended at that. I've had a, I had a man not... I mean, not long ago, just, you know, really a few days ago, look at me and tell me that his wife was not going to get any better. He told me that the doctors have said this, this is her condition, and she is not going to get any better. And I looked at him and I said, I cannot accept that. I cannot accept that she's not going to get any better. I said, because Jesus is the healer today. You know, and people get offended. I even had... One lady, I'll never forget this. I was in a tent revival. And uh, I mean, the Holy Spirit was there. The anointing of the, of the Holy Ghost was moving in that tent revival. 
And I knew a woman that, that needed a touch from God. There's a woman that was present there that was sick in her body. She needed Jesus to heal her. And the anointing of healing came into the tent revival. And as a minister of God, when you're praying for people and you're ministering healing, you know when the healing anointing moves. And I called her name and I said, come right now, let's pray right now. The healing anointing is moving in this in this tent. And you know, she got in, she said, I embarrassed her by calling her up to be prayed for. And she did not want to come. I knew something was wrong when she started coming up because she was trying to hide behind people. She did not want me to pray for her that night. And I'm thinking, I was thinking, what is wrong with you? You're sick in your body and you don't want to be healed. There's people that don't want to be healed. And she got offended at me. And guess what? She does not attend any of my tent revivals anymore or listen to my preaching anymore. There's people who cannot handle the faith message. They cannot handle, they want to live, they, listen to no faith, no, no, no fault religion. That's what we're calling it. No fault religion means everything is God's fault. God is like a genie in the bottle. He's in control of everything. And if he don't do it, it ain't going to happen. And I've got, it's not up to me whether I get healed or not. It's not up to me whether I have a good life. It's all up to God. No, God is not in control of everything. He's not in control of your free will. And he's not in control of this planet right now. He's not in control of the governments that you and I are living under right now. Paul said that Satan is the God of this world. We're actually under the control of a demonic kingdom upon this planet that we're living in and living in a world of sin. And you and I are suffering the consequences of Adam's sin in the garden and our own personal sins in our lives. Amen. So we've got to get away from this kind of thinking. Jesus is not a genie in a bottle. God is only going to do what he can do for you through the word, but you got to have faith. You got to have faith. Now, here's a beautiful story about the woman with the issue of blood. And we're getting ready to wrap this up because we are actually out of time. We're actually going over time now. But the woman with the issue of blood, she says, If I can just touch him of his garment. So she believed, okay? Faith believes. Then faith speaks. She says, If I can just touch him of his garment. And then faith has action. You got to have action with your faith. And she presses through the crowd to get to him. Now, Jesus did not know she was there. Jesus did not know she was about to touch him because if so, he would not have turned around and said, who touched me? So he did not know. This miracle that happened to her was not based on Jesus's faith. Jesus's faith had nothing to do with this miracle. This miracle had everything to do with her faith. And he even tells her, daughter, thy faith has made the well he recognizes her faith and he says your faith did this not mine your faith has brought your healing amen so we're out of time let me i get a message here from brother sister linda amen yes he has saved my life tuesday after five surgeons said it wouldn't come off the table my god said yes you <laughs> that's right that's right sister linda five doctors said that she wouldn't come off the operating table and praise god she went to that she went home the same day <laughs> man praise god i'm gonna tell you jesus is still in the miracle working business amen 
So we're at, we're out of time. I love you guys. Come to the Bowden Church of God this morning, and we'll continue this discussion this morning. Amen. Be it unto me according to thy word, the doctrine of Mary, okay? Be it unto me according to thy word. We're in part seven of this, and I want to tell you, God is so good to us in this. You don't want to miss this today, amen? So if you're unable to come today, you live too far away, or maybe you're out of town or whatever, catch us live on Facebook. And I think Miss Angel have us live on Facebook at 11 o'clock, and you'll be able to listen to the preaching and teaching of God's Word this morning. Father, we thank you this morning, Lord, for my listening audience. Lord, I thank you for those who are corresponding with me on, on Facebook, God. And uh, we thank you, Lord, for the wonderful testimonies that we're hearing Lord, on, on the miracle power that you have and what you're doing still today, that you're still healing people today, and healing is the children's bread. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Lord, for all the miracles in my life and for the things you're doing. And I thank you, Lord, for the Bowden Church of God, Lord. Send the people to us, God. Dispatch your holy angels and compel them to come into the house of worship this morning. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. Okay. I will see you guys at 11 a.m. God bless y'all. Uh, thanks for watching Pastor CJ Sunday School class. I'll be back on here next Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Until then, God bless.